Hi, I'm Pastor Lisa. I'm so glad that you've joined us today as we celebrate Pentecost. Acts chapter 2 tells us about the day of Pentecost, where all the disciples were in one place, when suddenly the sound of a violent wind came and filled the whole house. There, there were tongues of fire that came and they rested on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. The day of Pentecost was the day that the Holy Spirit came and was now available to each one of us as believers. The Holy Spirit empowered the disciples to go out and to proclaim the message that Jesus had left with them. The Holy Spirit enabled them to be able to go with power to go and tell others about this message. When the Holy Spirit came, he brought with him giftings giftings for each believer and power for each believer. We see how Peter preached to the crowds after that encounter with the Holy Spirit. And after his very first message, 3,000 came to be baptized and believed in that message. This was the beginning of the church as we know it. In Acts chapter 3, we read about how Peter and John went to the temple to pray. And as they were entering, they encountered a man who was begging, who was crippled. So if you have your Bibles, would you join me in reading Acts chapter 3, starting from verse 1. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the 3 o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called Beautiful Gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them, eagerly expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazarene, get up and walk. When Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up, and as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then, walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astonished. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade, where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your holy word. We thank you, Lord, that on the very first Pentecost, you sent your Holy Spirit to us. As you promised that the Comforter would come, we thank you that as believers, we now have the gift of the Holy Spirit available to each one of us for you to live and to dwell inside of us. And so, God, we pray that you would help us to continue to look to you, to hear from you, and to allow your spirit to lead us. And so, Lord, today we pray that you would open up our minds and our hearts to your spirit's leading. Speak to us and help us to be obedient to respond to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 
the disciples had learned from Jesus many things. And now, here, we see that they encountered the Holy Spirit, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Some of the very last words that Jesus spoke to his disciples before he ascended to heaven was, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Jesus told the disciples that they will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes, he will bring with him power for them. Now, this power was something that they would learn to use and understand why they were given it. And it's important for us to understand that as believers, we too have that same power available to each one of us. They had power. It was God's power upon them. God was using them as his vessel to continue the ministry and to do even more works for his people than Jesus did during his earthly ministry. So now, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, Peter and John were on their way to the temple. Now, this may not seem like anything significant or anything strange, but it was significant. It was significant for the fact that Peter and John were complete opposites. They were complete opposites. You see, Peter was always running his mouth and acting before thinking. He was always the one trying to be in charge, while John was quieter, more reserved, and didn't have as much to say. So they were complete opposites. And so today I want to offer us some suggestions as to when we are filled with the Holy Spirit's power, what happens? As they experienced, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit's power, we will be willing to serve with whoever God places with us. This is exactly what comes out of verse 1 when we see that Peter and John were together going to the temple. On their own, I highly doubt that Peter and John would have been friends, much less going to the temple together. However, we see God taking these two completely different men in opposite ways and placing them together for a common purpose. God has a way of joining people together who may not normally be brought together. We find ourselves sometimes with people who are completely different from us, people from different races and cultures, people who speak a different language, people who are from all different countries, walks of life, careers, and different um, levels of education. But as believers, we are joined together to serve. We are joined together and bonded together as the body of Christ to do ministry with one another. You see, it is very difficult to always get along with a group of people who are very different, and especially when there are so many different opinions and personalities present. 
And sometimes you might find yourself very frustrated, wanting to give up, to quit, to walk away from serving maybe in a particular ministry that God has placed you in or a particular role because they just don't see things your way. They just don't understand the things that you understand. They just don't do the things the way that you do them. But it's the beauty of the body of Christ that we are all different and that we are all unique. We all have our own gifts and talents that God has blessed us with. And when we are full of the Holy Spirit, we will stop looking at things from the perspective of, I'm only going to do it if my friends are doing it, or I'm only gonna do it if I like those people. But from the perspective of, I'm going to do it because I'm here to serve God and his people. When we start having that kind of attitude, our mindset changes from not just serving for ourselves, but truly serving from God. When we are full of God's spirit, we will be willing to serve with whoever God places us with. We will be willing to serve despite our differences, despite our difference of opinions, despite our different personalities, because we are reminded that we are one, that we are the family of God. Remember that we work together for the common goal to advance the kingdom of God because we are all part of that family. So the two of them who were completely different were on their way to go and pray when all of a sudden they encounter this man who was begging. They encounter this crippled man who was begging. And again, this was nothing new and nothing extraordinary for them to be able to encounter him. The beautiful gate was an entrance to the temple that many people passed through on their way to worship. However, it was no coincidence that Peter and John encountered this man when they did, just at the time they did. You see, with God, there are no coincidences. Rather, I believe that we should call them divine appointments. The Holy Spirit was leading them to this man. They didn't just accidentally run into him. They didn't just accidentally cross paths with him. But the Holy Spirit led them to this man. You see, when we are full of the Holy Spirit's power, God will lead us to people and situations where he can be glorified. God will lead us to those specific situations, to those specific people that he wants us to encounter, that he has a purpose for us crossing paths with. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever had a time in your life where you felt so strongly about doing something or going somewhere or even calling someone or giving someone something only to find out after that that person really needed that, that that person really needed that call, that by going there, you avoided a serious accident. By doing that, you really helped the situation. You see, those are not coincidences. Those are the leading of the Spirit, the leading of God's Holy Spirit. You see, God's Spirit is constantly speaking to us, and He's leading us. We're just not always listening or obedient to him. And we need to be. We need to be in tune with God's spirit so that when he speaks and when he leads us and when he directs us, 
that we will understand and we will be more willing to be obedient and to respond. As believers, filled with God's Spirit, we need to be ready for our next tasks. We need to be watchful and vigilant to see what God is doing, to see where he's leading us, to understand who we need to talk to. God may lead you to someone who is hurting and needs encouragement. God may lead you to someone who is lonely and who needs a friend. He may lead you to someone who is broken in need of being healed. He may lead you to someone who is just overwhelmed and needs to feel rest. God may lead you to someone who needs to hear your testimony and to hear how God has helped you and what he has done in your life. God may lead you to someone who is ready to hear about a God who loves them and died for them. You see, God often leads us and allows us to cross paths with different people and situations to teach us something so that he can be glorified. God uses us as vessels and we need to be ready and we need to be willing and we need to understand when that happens. The Holy Spirit may lead us, and we must strive to give God glory in all that we do in and through our lives. May you be willing to pray that the Holy Spirit would lead you and prepare you for those divine appointments in your everyday life. Wherever you are being led, make sure that you are willing also to carry out those tasks, because when we are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, we need to stop and make time to carry out the task God leads us to. We not only need to wait and, and hear and allow the Spirit to lead us, but when he does lead us to that person or that task, we need to be willing to stop. There are so many things that come up in life that we can sometimes be so busy doing that it takes away from what we really should be doing. This crippled man was outside of the temple gate, which was the last gate a Gentile could walk through. He had no one to support him, and his only hope was the generosity of the others as they were going in and out of the temple to worship. Peter and John could have easily said when he asked them for money, we're going to be late or we're going to miss prayer. We'll, we'll catch you on the way back or next time we'll help. They could have said, sorry, not this time or simply just ignored him or walked past him. But what is so significant is the fact that they stopped, that they were on their way to go somewhere, but they stopped. You see, when we are willing to carry out the task God calls us to, sometimes we also need to be willing to be inconvenienced. And they were willing to be inconvenienced for their schedule to be changed up, for their plans to change and take a different course. And sometimes we're not as flexible, but we need to allow the Holy Spirit room to move in our lives and to change our plans if necessary. Isn't it true that we can be so busy or self-absorbed with what's going on in our lives that we can easily miss the opportunity to help someone else? We often let ministry opportunities slip right by us because we're too busy doing our own thing. When God leads us 
to these people, places, or situations. We need to make time to carry out what we need to, whatever it may be. You need to make time to carry out the things God leads you to, whether that is your regular ministries at church, helping someone whose car broke down at the side of the road, listening and offering prayer to someone who may be distressed, staying up late with someone who is sick and needs attention, driving someone to an appointment or offering to help a family who are going through a difficult time. We need to be willing to be inconvenienced if the Spirit calls us to tell someone about Jesus and share our testimony. Whatever it might mean, stop and make time to carry out the task God leads you to. So the men stopped for the beggar and they uh, wanted to see what it was that he wanted. When the beggar asked them for money, what he was wanting was an obvious thing, money, to, to buy whatever it was that he needed or food because he needed the money to survive. Giving money to beggars was considered praiseworthy in the Jewish religion. So the beggar wisely placed himself where he would be seen by the most people on their way to worship at the temple. When Peter and John stopped, when they stopped to listen to him, when they stopped to hear his request, the beggar thought he was going to get money. He thought that they would give him a little bit to buy food or whatever it was that he needed. But the problem was, they didn't have any to give him. Peter and John didn't have any money for themselves, really, much less to give away to a beggar. And so when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we offer and we use what we have. We offer to others and we use what we have. They clearly said to him, we don't have any silver or gold. In other words, we don't really have anything to give you. But what we do have is something even better. What they did have to offer to this beggar was something that went beyond financial gain, was something that this beggar never saw coming. What they had was power from the Holy Spirit, was God's power. In verse six, it is so powerful what Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Get up and walk. What I have is better than what money can buy. You see, money cannot buy the power of God. And so what I give you is what I have. Sometimes we think that we can't make a difference because we don't really have very much to offer. You see, God doesn't want us to look at what we don't have. Rather, he wants us to look at what we do have, to use, to glorify him, and to serve him. You can use whatever you have to make a difference for the kingdom of God. However big or small, you can use what you have. The society has caused us to become so 
discontent with what we have. You need the latest phone. You need to buy new furniture. You need to wear a certain brand of clothing. You need to have a certain car or house. You need to have this or to do that. You need this. And sometimes we can become so discontent with the things that we have. We always seem to be wanting more and more and better and bigger for us to be happy. When we can easily look at things that we have and say, I can use that to serve God. I can use this to serve God. If you have a pen and paper, you can use that to serve God by writing notes of encouragement to people who are hurting and lonely and broken. If you know how to cook a meal, then you can cook a meal for a family who is going through a difficult time and may really need that meal right now, or someone who just came out of the hospital. If you know how to play an instrument, then you can serve God through worshiping on the worship team and leading his people in worship. If you have computer skills, then you can use that in ministry in different ways. There are so many different ways that we can use the gifts and the talents and the things that God gives us. If you have a telephone, then you can use that to text or to call people and encourage them, speak to them, see how they're doing. If you have the gift of teaching, then you can teach God's word, teach a Sunday school class, teach a small group, lead in different ways. If you are great with children, then you could definitely help in nurseries and that you can definitely help in that way. There are so many different ways in and outside of the church. If you have a vehicle, you can use that vehicle to pick up and drop off people to and from church or take someone to an appointment. Use what you have to be a blessing to others. There's a beautiful hymn that says, count your blessings, name them one by one. And when we start to do that, we start to realize that God has blessed us truly with more than we need, more than we often deserve, that I do have something that I can serve the Lord with. I can use what God has given me to serve him. Because when we start to serve God with the little things, he'll start to entrust us with bigger and bigger things. It's very easy to dwell on the things we don't have or the things that we wish we could have, but it's important for us to use what we do have. Money and material possessions are temporary, and they will one day break, tarnish, fade, be stolen. They'll be gone. But the things that are of eternal value, the things that we need to build up in heaven, the treasures, those things that are eternal are the things that we need to hold onto and share with others, such as God's love, God's forgiveness, God's peace, God's hope, the things that we can't buy with money, the salvation that we have through Christ, the promise of eternal life. Those are the things that are eternal. Those are the things that money cannot buy, that we need to share with others and tell them about because we all need it. These are the things that God gives us. Only by grace through faith can we receive them. So Peter and John had no money but what they did have was something better than what a little money could buy. They had the power of Jesus Christ to share with this man. Today, we too have that power available to each one of us as believers. 
Are you using what God has given you? Are you relying on the power of the Holy Spirit to serve God and to serve his people? Peter said such powerful words, in the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, get up and walk. Get up and walk. When we are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, God is able to work through us. God is able to work through us to do more than we could ever imagine, more than we could ever think of on our own. What Peter said was not merely just words, but it was backed by the power of the Spirit. It was backed by God's power. Not only did he say it with faith and belief, but it says the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. This man who was crippled, this man who was a beggar, this man who was so dependent upon other people now experienced the power of God. You see, we cannot be dependent upon other people. Rather, we need to be dependent upon the Holy Spirit, on his power, on his authority, on the things that he is able to do. Because on our own, we're limited. On our own, we can only do so much. But with God, all things are possible. God chose to work through these men the same way that he chose to work through many people throughout history, whether that be judges, priests, prophets, or even common people. In the same way, God often uses us to work through us if we are willing and if we are obedient to follow his leading. God does not choose people because there's something special per se about them. He chooses people he knows are willing and who are obedient and who are dependent upon him. When God chooses us to do something or to accomplish a task, it's important that we don't look at ourselves as better than other people or more special, but look at it as we have the opportunity to be God's vessel. We have the opportunity to be part of something bigger and greater than us, that we have the opportunity to serve God right where we are, with what we have, with the power of God's Spirit. It's not any sort of power, but it is the power of God, the ultimate power and authority that we have in Jesus' name. For these men, Peter and John, Peter who spoke to this man did not have any sort of power on his own. There was nothing powerful about his words except for the fact that God gave him that power in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is power. In the name of Jesus, things happen. Prayers are answered, chains are broken, bondages disappear, strongholds are broken. In the name of Jesus, we find forgiveness and salvation. We find hope and eternal life. God's name is so powerful. In the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit gives us that power. As Christians, God has given us all the power that we need. In the name of Jesus Christ means by the power and authority of Jesus Christ. 
the apostles were doing this healing and the other healings they were doing through the power of the Holy Spirit, not through any power of their own. And we need to understand that when God does things, when God uses a man or a woman to be healers and to do certain miracles or to do things, it's not because they have any power on their own, but they are being backed by the power of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. Imagine that same power is available to us today as believers. The same power that raised Christ from the grave, the same power that brought him back and conquered death, is the same power that lives in each and every one of us when we have the Holy Spirit. We truly have victory in Jesus, that we are more than conquerors because we have a powerful one living in us. And truly greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. And we do not have to be afraid. We do not have to be fearful about the future, about what tomorrow holds, because we have God walking with us. Have you experienced the power of the Holy Spirit? Have you experienced that? You see, as believers, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit because it is possible for someone to be a Christian but not be filled with the Holy Spirit. There is a possibility that there are some who today are watching who've never experienced the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's only with the power of the Holy Spirit can we truly carry out the will of God and serve him faithfully. Being entirely sanctified is being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Being filled with that power is basically like a business hanging a sign out front saying, under new management. Is your life under new management? Or are you still going in the motions, relying on your own strength, on your own ability, on your own talents, on your own resources, on your own limited power, when you can be under new management? Your life with the power of God can do more than you could ever imagine. You see, when we are truly full of God's Holy Spirit, when we are full of the Holy Spirit's power, then we will be willing to serve with whoever God places us with. God will lead us to people and situations where he can be glorified. We need to stop and make time to carry out the task God leads us to. We offer and use what we have, and God is able then to work through us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, indeed, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for the reminder of the power that you make available to us as believers. And God, I pray for each one who is watching here today that you would come and that you would sanctify us through and through, that you would fill us as believers with the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would baptize us, Lord, with your fire, that we would see new things, that we would receive power, that we would understand that we play a key role in the kingdom of God, that you would help us to walk in that authority that you have given us as believers. We thank you that in the name of Jesus, things happen. And so, God, we look to you, and we pray that you would help us 
Help us not only to have that power, but to be doers, to be those who take seriously the responsibility that comes with that power. And so, Lord, we thank you, and we pray that you would continue to use us for your honor and for your glory in every way, in every day of our lives. We pray that you would ready us for those divine appointments, that we would truly see your hand of work at work, and that, God, we would use what we have to serve you no matter what it is. And so, Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.